Hello, and welcome to the second Catholic Education Foundation podcast. My name is T. Gridge of Tau Grace Marketing, and I am humbled to be the moderator today. Today I'm joined by the president of the Catholic Education Foundation, Mr. Richard Lechleiter, and our very special guest, the most reverend Joseph Kurtz, the Archbishop of Louisville. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me today. Teak, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Yeah, absolutely. Good to see you guys. Archbishop, let's start with you here. So uh, as your retirement approaches, right. uh, what are some of the accomplishments of which you were most proud of as your tenure of Archbishop? Well, you know what? Uh, I, I, you were kind enough to give me those questions ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I did have a chance to think about it. And I thought, well, you know, a lot of times people go into a, a new job and they uh, say, well, I want to build this building or I want to increase products sure. by four times or whatever. Uh, I really came with... Uh, a vision that I actually preached about when I was installed just a little over 14 years ago. And the vision was united in Christ, in truth, and in charity. Okay. And I have tried every day that I got up for those 14 and a half years, I've tried to be true to that vision. So the vision really is the announcement of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, Uh, in and through our Catholic faith to be able to live that faith completely. Now, having said that, I just didn't sit in a room. So uh, some of the things that I obviously tried to do, uh, one, in our diocese, the parishes are bread and butter. In other words, there's lots of activities. I can fill this hour probably with a lot of different programs and whatnot. But the, the 110 parishes that stretch all the way from the Ohio River down to the Kentucky-Tennessee uh, border. Uh, they're really the heart of it. And so a lot of my efforts have been to try to make sure that the Archdiocese is 110 parishes helping one another. And that means that if I had a choice to go to two different parishes, I'd go to the one closest to the borders. Gotcha. I, I, I want to—that's unity in Christ and truth and charity. Sure. Uh, the pastoral letter that I did was on a renewing— uh, the vision within our parishes and the discernment, et cetera. Now, I have to say, uh, close to that, I won't spend this time talking about Catholic education, mm-hmm. but uh, well, there's been an awful lot of effort because I think the mission to teach is fundamental, and I'll save that a little bit sure. for a little well, later. It, it we'll get to that, and I, and I tell you, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be able to work on the Catholic Services Appeal, and I, you know, I'm shocked by the number of parishes in this day and age, in the COVID era, that are meeting their goals and then exceeding their goals mm. and are doing so well. No, no, it's unbelievable. You know, and uh, when I came, one of the things I found was that uh, the crusade for children, everybody loved. Mm-hmm. They would get enthusiastic mm-hmm. about right. it. Yeah. They were rivaling, my, yeah. my parish is going to give that. Sure. So one of my goals was to say, without hurting the crusade at all, because right. I'm a big fan, we want that same enthusiasm. Sure. To be part of our Catholic Services Appeal. So that's the reason when somebody reaches their goal, in fact, this afternoon I have uh, three, let's see, nine pastors this, yeah. this week to call to say, listen, thank you for reaching your goal. Would you congratulate your people this weekend and include my name in it? Sure. So that's it. I'll say one other thing uh, about one of my dreams, and that was within our ministries to avoid silos. It's very easy for everybody to be in their own simple world. Mm-hmm. And yet the whole idea of unity in Christ is, for me, 
to make you succeed. Sure. And that uh, part of the mission has been very much, I kind of think that if if I weren't uh, an archbishop, maybe I'd be a basketball coach. Okay. I, mean, I can see that. Could you see that, Rich? No. I can see that. You're trying to bring out the talents. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to work with the team you have. Sure. You're trying to have a common goal and uh, and have people work together, not in a way that, that – uh, kind of levels things but brings out passion yeah so that that's why i follow sports too i like it yeah. i tell you and i'm glad you brought up the sports i'm entrenched in that sports world and it's you've been such a a big advocate of sports in the yeah. catholic community and it's it's been fantastic what the csaa has been able to do under your leadership oh. and you know sports is a big piece of what we do as a catholic community and and with your with your leadership and and you giving the blessing for that to happen it's been fantastic thanks Teague. thank you now rich the foundation's been on fire under your leadership, and anybody would obviously agree with that. So how has your partnership with Archbishop Kurtz impacted the organization's results? Well, he's our biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have no bigger cheerleader than Archbishop Kurtz. And when I was, we actually served on the foundation board together uh, before I came to the organization, after I retired from Kindred. We worked together on the board, and even in his early days in 2007, 2008, we were just getting kind of going, if you will. He brought a new and different perspective to what we were doing at the foundation, and it wasn't my idea. He's the one that started this thing, and, and what we've kind of developed into or grown into is really about, and I, you use the word unity, and that we, we came together, the diocese and the foundation truly came together like never before to create this common message right. to families about the value of Catholic education and that experience. and. That, in my view, more than anything else, has really propelled the foundation to reach more families than we ever have. I, I really believe that. I saw it. You know what, Rich? I'm glad you called me a cheerleader. <laughs> no, because cause I, think, I think if I didn't use the, the para image of coach, it would be cheerleader. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, you're very good in saying that the visions have come from someone else. But the truth is... I remember when you and one of your compatriots, and you remember this mm -hmm. meeting way back, it's got to be 13 years ago, mm -hmm. that you came into my office at your request, not mine, and we talked about yep. uh, those schools that were diminishing. How do we make sure that the gift continues to serve others? Teague, uh, the, the child or the young adult is the center of the school. Right. I mean, I say Christ is the center of the school, and you know that, that we, we serve Christ in very concrete ways. Sure. So we're not talking about buildings, even though they're important. We're not even talking necessarily about teachers, although I love and respect and, and honor them. We're talking about the person served. That's why every time we reach out to parents, we have in mind how are we serving this particular person, and who is the person who for some reason there's a stumbling block that they want to come to our Catholic school and I can't. And that's where Rich has, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the answer is yes. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think many, many people yeah. throughout our community, and actually I go, um, I was just in Baltimore for the bishops meeting, they were talking about that, that uh, campaign. <laughs> so uh, you're affecting many, many people with that. And I'm God blessed to do yeah. it. Rich, Thank where, you. where did the answer of yes, the answer is yes, where did that come about? It literally uh, came about sort of by chance, uh, in the office. When I first started the foundation eight years ago, we would do grants to families mm -hmm. and try to administer the tuition assistance program, and we'd come to kind of the end of it, 
And then we'd have this big batch of letters that we would send to families who qualified for an award, but we couldn't fund them because we didn't have the money. So we we had more demand than than, than funding, if you will. And Joy Baum came to me with this, it had to be a stack this high of these letters. She said, you got to sign these letters. I didn't know anything about it. I said, what what is it? Well, these are the no letters. So she explained what that was. I said, Julie, the answer is yes. We're not mailing any of these letters. Throw them in a garbage can. And literally, oh, by, God's, by God's grace, a week later, David and Betty Jones gave us a million-dollar gift to move us right along down this path that we're on today. Literally, mm-hmm. it happened within a week. So that whole thing, again, it's, it is divine intervention. It wasn't a coincidence. And um, that's what really got us rolling. Rich, wasn't it? I mean, it's just been a number of years that, that the number of young people being helped has been doubled. But but it's it's re- it's grown exponentially, hasn't it? Yeah, we uh, gosh, in our for our first grants we made in 1999 wasn't that long ago. I think it was um, 200 kids that first year, mm-hmm. maybe 110 thousand dollars in scholarships, if you can believe that. And when I started, we were helping about 1,500 kids, and this is eight years ago. And this fall. We just set another record at 3,400 kids. So we're with with $7 million of scholarship funding. Hey, look, anyone who's reached out to the the foundation that has shown, demonstrated the financial need, they've gotten help. The answer has been yes. Yeah, we kind of went out on a limb. And Archbishop and I talked about this early on, what the answer is yes really meant, and kind of the risk around it, right? There's a risk that you could create a slogan that wasn't really true. Mm Mm-hmm. And we st- he, he supported us in that effort early on. It was a risk to all of us, including right. the diocese. And, and by God's grace, this will be the seventh year in a row that every single student that qualified for an award, in fact, got one. Every single yeah, student. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and Rich, I, I will add this, that sometimes you can kind of rest on your laurels. Yeah. You say, gee, I'm so glad we now we can re- actually... Uh, the commitment that's being made for Catholic education means we got to work harder every year. And yeah, literally, that. literally, we had and, and the board and is behind are, it. Yeah, the archbishops are yeah. uh, board vice chair and knows very well that we, as an entity, we have to grow our revenues every year. We can't have a down year because if we do, guess what happens? Somebody, somebody right. loses, right? Some family doesn't get what they need, yeah. and that's. So that's on us. And we're doing uh, this with six people on the payroll. I mean, it's a, it's a small staff. It's not this <laughs> giant organization that's doing this. Yeah, it's uh, if they all if they all had their way, we might have a few more people on the payroll. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been uh, we've got a fantastic team. We really do, and um, it's amazing. And Archbishop, you you've proven this in your life. It's amazing what you can accomplish with a small group of people. It's incredible mm-hmm. what you can do. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, what's the what's the vision for the foundation moving forward? You know, we're at a we're at a really good place today. I'm proud of where we are. But our our ten years from now, I think I think sustainability is the big word that we have to think about. In other words, we're we're making it work today. But ten years from now, we have to be a much larger organization. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about our balance sheet primarily. Mm-hmm. We have to have we got an endowment today of. Thirty million dollars, which is not small. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty substantial. But in my view, and we've worked with the board on this over the last two years, we've got to grow our endowment. And we think it needs to be a hundred million dollars. Yep. And that will 
that will put whoever comes in behind me in a position to go and do even more mm-hmm. going forward. And we'll, we'll never lose any momentum as we change over the years. Mm-hmm. So I think our biggest challenge is financial sustainability for families. Mm-hmm. Archbishop, so many positive things have happened in our Catholic community in the past 14 years, particularly in Catholic education. Talk a little bit about that. Well, uh, I think, let's face it, uh, I think the excellence of Catholic education has continued to grow. I think that's been acknowledged. Uh, I think the Catholic identity has grown. Now, I think the studies are showing that sometimes families will begin by looking for excellence Mm -hmm. and discovering Mm -hmm. the faith. Uh, I don't mind that. If, yeah. if, if we can, if we can uh, lead people into belonging, and as they belong and get deeper, they begin to believe, hallelujah. Yeah. That's a good, good thing. Um, the other thing, with prices going up and the need to, to pay our teachers adequately, we're always struggling to pay enough. We can never pay enough to, to, to what they deserve, but we continue to try to do as best we can. And as we do that, we know that the cost of education continues to mm-hmm. grow. Um, perhaps the biggest problem and challenge is we don't want Catholic schools to be for the elite. Yeah, we want the, and this right. is where I think Amen. the answer is Amen. yes comes into it. So uh, I can give you one thing, Teague. What what we did. Um, Let's see, Rich, I'm trying to think of the time because we just made a five-year commitment and we had two three-year commitments. I think about seven years ago, mm-hmm. Correct. we went through a whole process in which we said, let's, let's get our Catholic community behind the need to support our schools. Okay. And um, we went to all 110 parishes, even those where there wasn't a Catholic school very close to them. Right. And the answer, which kind of surprised me, said, we will give the equivalent of a 1% uh, uh, assessment. That, that ends up being about $1.3 million a year if okay. you add it all up. So long as we're supporting not buildings, but students. Right. And uh, we did it for three years. I went back to our priest council and I said, listen, we, 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 the need is still there. Can we continue to do it? And... Um, they agreed to three more years, and uh, just recently, uh, you, you may be interested in the, in the public gift we made, I went back a third time, and mm-hmm. I said, listen, mm-hmm. uh, c- can we commit ourselves to five years? We need stability, and uh, the answer is yes. Now, i got to tell you this. Uh, I once in a while get complaint letters for things. In fact, uh, Imagine let, that. Let, no, let me, let me think if there has been a day that I didn't get a letter of complaint about something. Uh, so uh, I usually say, listen, thank God people are concerned about something that they write to me. I mean, wouldn't that be a terrible thing? But I'm not, I'm not asking for any more complaints. But, but, but I have not in seven years gotten one complaint letter about the commitment that parishes are making each year to support the tuition and so uh the the five-year commitment uh is the equivalent if you do the math it's the equivalent of six and a half million dollars mm-hmm. and and if mm-hmm. you add that it's enormous to the mm-hmm. half a million dollars that comes from our, our catholic services appeal for mm-hmm. our high schools that's another two and a half million that's that's nine million dollars mm-hmm. over the next five years yeah. and we were able to add uh a million dollar uh to go to the endowment Okay. To make yep. uh, the commitment over five years yeah. a commitment of uh, 
$10 million uh, to the Catholic Education Foundation. It was completely historic. In fact, in our 25-year history, that's the largest multi-year gift anybody ever made let's, to let's this organization. Let's be clear here, though, Rich. So we're talking about a $10 million multi-year commitment. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's completely enormous. And the game changer... The game changer was 2014 when you and I announced with Brian Reynolds, we announced a new school plan and the 1.3 million a year. At the time, that doubled the amount of money we were investing in Catholic education. That was a doubling at the time. And and, and remember this, when when we brought this up, there's a a group that we have called uh, the Pastoral Council of the Archdiocese, Mm -hmm. and it's made up of every one of the chairs of the parish councils of all of our parishes. At that meeting, which occurs twice a year, we had this issue, I guess that would be seven years ago, and specifically asked not just our pastors, but we said, give us your feedback. How acceptable would that be? And of course, we made the case for the need. Sure. And um, I got to tell you, right across the board, so imagine that being uh, kind of a corporate gift. It's if, if there are 200,000 Catholics within the Archdiocese of Louisville, it's a gift in which each one has a share. Sure. So it's it's kind of, a, I guess, part of that goal of unity in, sure. in Christ and truth and charity. Yeah, and immediately we went from 1,500 kids to 2,400 overnight. 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 Just just by that one single move. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, it, it redefined the work that we do. It really did. No. Our, our archdiocese and all the people of the archdiocese are the ones that deserve that credit. So, look, Archbishop, obviously, as, as your retirement looms here, um, talk a little bit about your, your vocations that you promoted in the priesthood. Well, let, let, let's face it, uh, I had the benefit of experience in the call of Christ, partly because of the witness of other priests mm-hmm. to me. Uh, I just wrote an article about the uh, encouragement that my older sister Rose gave. Uh, I know that, that Christ works through people. Sure. And people say yes to people. Sure. And so our efforts in vocation promotion begins very simply. Christ is calling. Right. He's calling every one of us baptized to a vocation. Now, how do we make sure that call goes out? And uh, we've tried to work on what I would call priest initiators. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are priests who, not every priest has the, the, the gift of being able to identify, hey, here's someone who I think has a vocation. Um, that has been a very, very good thing. And in addition to that, uh, our, our archdiocese is changing. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Latino presence. Mm-hmm is changing. We're multicultural in many, many ways. We're very different even over the last 14 years than we were. So we entered into uh, an arrangement or an agreement with the diocese in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. I had been in Vietnam four years ago, and to confirm that and to say how well it was doing, we have four priests that have been ordained through that arrangement. And uh, Boy, I wish I could preach as well as they do. Yeah. <laughs> they, they really, no, I mean that. They, they, are, uh, they preach from the heart. They serve well. They're, they're just very, very good. We have a, an arrangement with the Archdiocese of Leon in Mexico. Okay. Two priests are, are serving currently. It's the second group of two priests for five years. And all of these things come together and add up uh, the idea that— uh, the number of parishes that we have should be based on the vitality of the parish, right. not whether there's a priest. Sure. 
my job is to allow Christ to work through me to get that. And so I've made that a priority, and I hope uh, that it will continue to be a priority within the Archdiocese. Now, this is, is this a local deal, or is this more of a national thing that's happening? It's a universal thing. Okay. I mean, let, let, let's face it, because I think um, one of the things that happens, uh, Teague, I'll be 50. By the way, uh, you don't have to congratulate me on this, but next March I'll be 50 years a priest. Wow. Well, That's awesome. When, when, That's when I, awesome. When I was ordained— we didn't have that many volunteers working within the parish. Right. The priest did an awful lot of Everything. that work. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> just just think of the, the diaconate. Now, we had a lot of women and men religious. Okay. Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, but just think of the diaconate that began since then. Right. Think of the uh, liturgical ministers, the catechetical ministers. So, in a sense, it's almost as if there is a... a, a groundswell of people. Mm -hmm. The number of priests aren't the number that we had years ago. That's true. But the the amount of service has has greatly, greatly increased sure. in many ways. The priest is called upon now uh, to be someone to do the exact thing that I said, to be a coach, a cheerleader, yeah. someone who, who truly tries to kind of invigorate the parish, bring out the gifts and talents. So it takes some, some good talent to be a good and effective priest today. It takes a lot of talent. Yeah, yeah it does. Because cause not only do you have to be able to do great homilies, but you're also effectively kind of running a business in a lot of ways, correct? Yeah. It, it, well, you have to know when to ask for help. Yeah, <laughs> you know right. the, that's the other thing that I think I got good at, and <laughs> being able to know, you know, I, I don't have to be an expert in mm -hmm. all these things. Uh, yesterday we just had a development meeting, a council meeting for the archdiocese. Well, that's a ten-year-old organization. There's a wealth of talent comes right. Uh, things I wouldn't mm. even dream of sure. are being suggested now and implemented. Thank God. Well, it's Catholic Education mm. Foundation. Sure. We wouldn't have had that 50 years ago. Right. So lots of good things happening, and I'm excited about the vocations. So, Rich, you've been at this as the president of the foundation for how many years now? I'm in my eighth year. How did that start? Um, I served on the board when I was I was a CFO at Kindred Healthcare for mm -hmm. years, and I'd served on the board, actually followed Phil McHugh, one, mm -hmm. one of our really uh, wonderful leaders in Catholic education as the board chair. And so I chaired the board a couple of years in uh, 2010 through 12, and then I rolled off the board. And I retired from Kindred in 2014, and I actually approached Archbishop, in, who was then the board chair, Brad Reeves, about That's right. making this my vocation going forward. Gotcha. And uh, it just, it, 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 it came to me. It was a calling, okay? It was. Sure. I believe it was a calling. Sure. And um, I always had it in my heart to do it. Uh, our family, my extended family, has deep roots in Catholic education, mm -hmm. our church. And I couldn't think of anything at the age of 55. What better work am I going to do sure. than this work? And I've been God-blessed to do it for eight years. I love it. Yeah, it's remarkable. And even uh, we talked about earlier, I guess it was in 08 or so that you, you uh, on your own came and began to meet. You brought that passion that was already there. And that was actually before you even got on the board. Correct. So yep. uh, that passion has been there in the Lechleiter family. Oh, yeah. Should we be thanking your mom and dad? We should be thanking <laughs> them all day long. <laughs> yeah, it's, not, it's not just you, it's your whole family. I mean, the, the dedication yeah. that the Lechleiters have, have given to Catholic education has been phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, we, we, we owe that debt 
we, we really believe we have an obligation to pay that debt. It's not an option. We have an obligation to repay the benefit that this church and this faith has given us. And we're, again, we're God blessed to do it. Yeah. So Archbishop, throughout your life as a priest, uh, you've been very devoted to the Catholic Charities. Um, and I sit on the Catholic Charities Board of Louisville. Uh, tell us why. Gosh, uh, when I was a seminarian back in Pennsylvania uh, in, the, in the 60s, I was assigned to work at Catholic Charities. And I loved it so much that I thought, maybe I can work in Allentown where I was a pastor, or excuse me, where I was studying to be a priest. Uh, and I wrote there, and they said, there ain't, there ain't any jobs. <laughs> so I never, so I actually worked in a, in a Kyra's Brewery that's, that mm-hmm. summer, of all things. So uh, I had an, an interest in serving others. Okay. And I, I guess everybody does who's, I hope they do, who, who wants to be a priest. But when I, I was involved in the inner city work in, in Philadelphia back in the 60s, uh, I got involved teaching on a high school level. Right. So wherever I was involved, there was a lot. So lo and behold, when I, after a year after I was ordained a priest, uh, the bishop, uh, I'm not sure if the word would be asked me or or uh, invited <laughs> me, or maybe it's a stronger word. But I was sent to Scranton. I was sent to another oh, diocese okay. and uh, to work at a seminary, okay. a college seminary, and to get my degree in social work. Gotcha. So that's when I got my MSW, uh, uh, ended up finishing up that work in 75, and then worked in Catholic mm-hmm. Charities as first the associate director and then the director for... Uh, Gosh, a, a total of about twenty-four years. Oh wow! And, wow! Uh, oh, oh, I, I loved it, and, and it, 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 I brought that love with me as a bishop, and so I'm, I'm just so proud of Catholic Charities mm-hmm. of Louisville. It's, it's been, it's a great organization. Well, there, yeah, there's another organization that's taken off like a rocket. Sure. Oh. I think about what, what they're doing, what they're doing these days. Yeah, unbelievable! It is incredible. It is, and you know, it, when I, it's funny because I thought they had to do with refugee services and then when i got involved the depth and breadth of what they do is phenomenal Very much it's so. everywhere it's yeah. everywhere i mean they are doing the work of of the catholics yeah. they're, they're out there doing it it's, that's exactly right and in many ways uh if we can use the parish model the the catholic charities is the mission arm of service mm-hmm. of the church and so not just what or the services of Catholic Charities, but the way in which they interface with parishes. And we have grown miles, miles. The work of Catholic of, of serving others has been great within our parishes for years and years, but the connection with Catholic Charities has really blossomed yeah. in the last couple of years. Um, Lisa uh, DiGiacco Crutcher yeah. has just been a, a wonderful director. Yes, she is. Yeah. Yes, she is. And look, that... Catholic Charities always has been, but people see it more visibly now. It's the manifestation of our right. faith because exactly. it cr- cuts across almost every facet of life. Yeah, and you know when we were talking about um, no ha- not having silos, right? Our family ministries and Catholic Charities are working together. Our education mm-hmm. and Catholic Charities are working mm-hmm. together. There, there's no, we always can improve it, but I think there's been such growth in not seeing ourselves as separate worlds. Yep. And that, I think, builds unity. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And unity, that's one of the words that's you mentioned earlier. That's right? exactly right. I keep coming back to it. Yeah, that's the vision. I mean, all right, so I'm, I'm going to ask you both this question and, and before, we, before we sign off here. So, Rich, let's start with you. Uh, what are some things that you haven't accomplished at the foundation that remain a challenge? 
Um, well, there's a, there's a few. I, I really want to see the Archdiocese of Louisville be different than everybody else mm-hmm. around Catholic education, meaning instead of staying kind of stagnant or declining a little bit in student enrollment, it starts growing right. and serving more families so that Louisville could stand up and say, you know, there, there is a way to revitalize Catholic schools in your community. There's a way to do it. And I think, uh, and that's that's challenging. That's daunting. Uh, that's that that's going to take a lot of work. The other thing is we, uh, and we're starting to do this more and more now. Um, Archbishop referred to the multicultural aspect yep. of our diocese, yep. and that is expanding rapidly. We need to be there for them too, mm-hmm. and and we are. We're doing a much better job today mm-hmm. than we were, but we got a long way to go, particularly in the Latino community. Right. Again, great strides. I'm proud of what we've done, but there's so many more families out there that have they have deep faith. Yeah, they go to church, yeah. they participate in the sacraments, but they're not in our schools. And right. I think if we reach them, that's that's transformative for everybody. I totally agree. Yeah. So more, I think more impact, broader impact, uh, and we also, I think we need to learn to be a better. I won't say partner, but a better supporter of the folks that run our schools. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, we're a tuition assistance partner with them, and that's great. But there's other things we need to do in the future to help them, whether that's programmatic in terms of the educational programs in the schools, in terms of, um, you know, Catholic schools have always struggled with capital, right? That's always been kind of this capital-starved business. It just its kind of its structure. And maybe someday if we get big enough, we can help, particularly some of the parishes and schools that struggle more than others, uh, with capital needs, because they're real. Um, so those are some of the things we think about way out way out in the future that we haven't quite gotten to yet, but I think someday we will. I don't know that. Under your, your leadership, for sure. Now, Archbishop, are, are there some things that you wanted to accomplish during your tenure that haven't occurred? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not as maybe as concrete as, as Rich just said, but... Uh, Teague, when I, when I go into a parish, uh, or tonight I'll be at the cemetery blessing, the Advent a tree where people bring, uh, remember their loved ones. Uh, I, I, I am amazed at the, the way in which Christ has touched the hearts of people and changed their lives. And then I'm aware that there are people who aren't there. Sure. And it's, that's probably the thing gnawing at me is, you know, it's all about, relationships mm-hmm. it's all about our relationship to christ and how that brings us together as one community uh, who is out there our holy father uh, talks eloquently about the the person on the fringe and and sometimes we have an image of who that is but sometimes it's a, it's one of our family members and so i think that's uh that that passion and and mm-hmm. thirst to be able to continue to reach out to others, and even those who maybe cannot identify that they need their faith. They may just know that they're just not happy. Right. Uh, that's what I, I wish I, I could have even done more to reach out to them. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah. I'll, I'll say this about that, and then you use a really good word there that we, we try to mimic at the foundation, out reaching out to others, including others, You've done a really great job of that, okay? You've done a tremendous job over 14 years of expanding the outreach of the church. 
reaching out to someone who may not be churched or who may be in search of it but not know where to go. Right. They're kind of lost. Yep. And you've done such a fantastic job in a very pastoral way of saying well, to somebody, you. you're welcome in our church. You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, yeah. We want you. You belong. There's, there's a way somebody said recently to me, um, uh, you need Christ, but, but we need you. So oh, in yeah. other words, and both are true. Sure. Both are true. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Archbishop, I, I want to publicly thank you on, on behalf of, obviously, the Catholic Education Foundation and all of our parishioners of Louisville. Thank you for your leadership you've given You're Archdiocese. Welcome. And your successor has some uh, some major shoes to fill, to say the least. Right, Rich? Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> thank you, T. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know if I'm going to follow that act. But. Well, well you, you may be very surprised. <laughs> so, thank you. I appreciate it. So if the Catholic education is something you're interested in, Come aboard, right, Rich? Come aboard. It's a journey that will transform the lives of your children and your family forever. Yeah, the answer is yes. Come aboard and join Catholic schools and, in fact, change your life forever. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. God bless you, and thank you, T. Thank you. Thanks. 